Have you ever wondered what it would be like to be a great actor on stage or television? Do you wish you had an acting coach to help you get to the next level? Or maybe you just have a great idea for a movie, series, or play, but aren't quite sure where to start? Well, you are in the right place, my friend. My name is Sam Prince, and I am the director of a production company here in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and have been an actor for over 30 years. I've directed and written plays and screenplays and taught many acting classes. This podcast is your place to learn how to move forward with your career in acting, theater, film, playwriting, screenwriting, and much more. There will be inspiring conversations with special guests as well. So welcome to the Creativatorium Podcast and action! Welcome, welcome back to the Creativatorium podcast. I am your host. You, Sam need, you need a theme. You need a theme song. You know, I do, do need do, a theme do, song. Do, do, you do, know, do, I do. I really do have a theme song, Karen. Um, oh. but you, you don't hear it right now, actually. But oh, okay. You you'll hear it. Yeah, I, okay. I love it because it's it it reminds me of the theme song to Annie, the Hard Knock Life. Mm-hmm. It totally sounds like Hard Knock Life. You got to you got to tell me if you hear that too. Okay. Yeah. But I got to introduce you. This is Karen Lipman again, y'all. Welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for coming back and talking. Oh, my pleasure. So let's talk about Shakespeare. We, that's what we were going to talk about. And then we got off on some other stuff and right. Yeah. Well, we kind of did, you know, we we got into a little bit you talked about how you've done it all over the world and everything. (laughs) And if, if you didn't hear that episode, you better listen to it. People. But uh, <laughs> yes, let's talk Shakespeare because um, we did Midsummers together way back when. And that was amazing, and you know you taught it all over the world, you know. But uh, what <clears throat> what I learned from Shakespeare was a bunch of things. The, the beauty of the language, you know, is just. Like, like you said in the previous, I mean, it's like the basis for English. And I, I was an English and theater major in college. But like I said, I didn't really do a lot of Shakespeare until you. But in college, I read so much Shakespeare just as an English major. Yeah. You know? So let's talk to you. Like, as if someone wants to be, do some Shakespeare and they want to, they want to, you know, travel the world like you are, or go to for being one of those Shakespeare festivals, or you know, whatever. What kind of tips would you give to them as far as just to be a great actor in it? Well, um, the the biggest thing I learned um, about Shakespeare, about doing Shakespeare, is playing Shakespeare. Is something interesting that you just said. So there's there's sort of two two sides to how people think about Shakespeare. There's the literature side when you read it and you appreciate it for, you know, all of the figurative language and all of that stuff. 
And then there's the theater part of it, you know? Right. And the, the, the thing that I think is really important to remember is that Shakespeare never wrote for people to read his plays. He wrote for people to play his plays. I mean, that's why we call them plays. And the, you know, the fact that when you see, you know, the works of William Shakespeare, I want to be like, no, the plays of William Shakespeare. And I know, you know, I'm, I'm just teasing and it's, it's just, you know, I'm just, I'm splitting hairs over semantics, but, but actually it's really true. And I think that this idea of the works of Shakespeare and the fact that, uh, he's been put up on this, you know, pedestal in, from school, from a school perspective is, um, made it seem boring and stuffy and, um, to a lot of people and, uh, undoable, hard. People think Mm -hmm. it's hard. And the thing that I Mm -hmm. would tell people is, oh, no, 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 no. (laughs) Not be afraid of Shakespeare. Right. Um, did you get a chance? I don't know if you got a chance to meet Chris Hayes. He might have been gone by the time you came into mm. the rehearsal process. I think I might have missed him. Yeah. Yeah. We um, for years we worked with um, this uh, group out of London um, called the London Theatre Exchange, and uh, this amazing teacher. His name was Chris Hayes. Uh, may his memory be for a blessing. He he has passed. Um, would come to Grand Valley, little old Grand Valley, and he would um, do a workshop with our students. And um, the students, I think they would come into it, and this was before we would even have rehearsal. And it would have nothing to do with whatever play we were doing. And they would would think, oh, we're gonna be talking about the language and the, you know, iambic pentameter and all of the different things. he didn't, he didn't deal with that particularly. I mean, he would talk about it if he wanted, but he used to tell the students in his, you know, inimitable British accent, he would, he, he would use the F word. He would say, uh, don't F with Shakespeare. Let Shakespeare F with you. And, First of all, our students love that because, you know, they hear this, you know, like middle-aged to really older, you know, British white guy with this very, you know, erudite yeah. accent, you know, right. saying that. But what he meant was, you know, uh, you know, speak the speech, I pray you, trippingly on the tongue, you know, mm-hmm. don't mm-hmm. be afraid, do it, let yeah. your, um, trip up over the language, ask those questions, figure out what you're saying, all of that good stuff. But then ultimately remember, if Shakespeare were alive right now, he would probably be doing television sitcoms. He was, he was was writing for the people. He needed to, I mean, the reason he wrote so many plays, yeah, yeah, it was a genius. But he was, it was also like, he needed to eat. You know, they were doing theater. You know, there was no TV. People came to the theater for entertainment. And, and, you know, they weren't like, oh, Hamlet again. They were, they, their response was, ah, seen Hamlet. What else you got? What else you got? So he had to keep writing stuff. And, you know, all of his plays are, are 
and you know, people will get at me for this because I, I do not worship Shakespeare. I am not a Shakespeare file. I, you know, I really, I, I have a lot of respect for those people who know Shakespeare in and out, but that is not me. I'm a theater person who does and loves Shakespeare. I'm not a Shakespeare person. I would never say that about myself, but, um, to that end, you know, not every play was great. I mean, no one really wants to, well, and here you go. No, I would say no one wants to see Richard II. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but then a few years ago, I saw this amazing production of Richard II. No way. The, it was just astonishing. So, um, wow. I, the, the the director and the players came to it by um, by they did a deep cut, so it was only ninety minutes, mm -hmm. and they uh, they did it as a a, a a an ensemble piece, so people were playing multiple roles. Um, but it just was astonishing. And, you know, the thing about Richard II, like, I, I couldn't even tell you what it was about, except there's a king named Richard II. And a lot of people die. And um, yeah. by the end of that play, I, I just was, I mean, they found all kinds of humor in it and things. So really? wow. um, they were not afraid of the play. And I think that Shakespeare, you know, far from like, being reverential when we deal with Shakespeare, I think what we need to be is passionate and enthusiastic and to remember mm -hmm. that they're plays and we need to play them. So that That's would be so the great. first thing that I would tell people is um, it, right. it, it seems like they're hard and they are hard. I'm not saying they're not hard, um, right. but they're, they're hard in the same way that anything that is new to you or mm -hmm. that is in a foreign language because even though uh -huh. it is in English, honestly, it's kind of a foreign language. Um, it is, it is. I, I gotta speak to that, Karen, because that is so true. I mean, like when I when you catch me in, in midsummer and I saw all the talent that was in that play, I was very intimidated, you know, and I only had a little small role, but I was like, oh my goodness. I and the words, I got to get the words right. I was so scared. But like you said, you have to step it up. You, Shakespeare almost makes you have to step up your game to, you know, and say, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to learn it. I'm going to, it's foreign language, but I'm going to doggone, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to nail it. And I'm going to be just like everybody else and bring it like they're bringing it. And, and I got to say, you know, there is a reason why actors love to do Shakespeare. I mean, you have to look at that. It, 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 Shakespeare is the most produced playwright in the English language. There are yeah. more plays by William Shakespeare happening globally. Or, right now. Let's just talk about the United States. In the United States right now than any other playwright. Mm -hmm. Why? Um because they still work. Yeah. They still work. I was in, um, and, and they're just, they're fun. I mean, he yeah. deals with the topics are, are, are crazy, amazing and universal. Um, oh yeah. 
And, and the language can just be, you know, even if you don't know what the words mean, I, I was thinking about, so I was in India and I wanted to do, I was doing a Shakespeare thing with them and we were working on an exercise. Um, and one of the plays I really love is Richard III. And that opening speech, you know, the now is the winter of our discontent. Um, yeah. We did it as kind of a choral piece. And so just, and these are non-English speakers as their first language. Okay. But they all, well, not all of them, but a lot, most of them spoke English uh, fluently, much more fluently than I spoke any of the, their mother tongues for sure. <laughs> but if you look at, at the play, the language in the opening line, you know, now is the winter of our discontent made glorious summer by this son of York. And, you know, I said, look at those S's there. Glorious summer sun. Um, and yeah. I said, think about that. You know, even if you don't know what, what those words mean and all the clouds that lowered upon our house. So who, who knows what lowered means? I don't know. I mean, yes, look right. it up. But right. it doesn't matter because you've got the cloud clouds that lowered upon our house all that oh so you've got mm -hmm. so okay <laughs> that pretty much tells you everything you need to know about richard the third he is a scary scary dude mm -hmm. oh i mean yeah and and like so that's part almost. of the genius of shakespeare like like you can just yeah. listen to it even if you don't know what it means. I am looking for two types of creative cats. I'm looking for people who want to learn how to act or want to improve their acting skills. I provide acting and audition coaching for every level. But I'm also looking for all those creative cats out there who have a play or a screenplay idea, or maybe you're just stuck and need help writing your masterpiece, I can help you with that too. Just go to samber.productions, that's S-A-M-B-E-R.productions, and click coaching, and all your options are right there. And we will achieve your goals together. It's never too late. All right, let's go. And, um, yeah. but he's got, you know, there's stage combat and there's, you know, there's so much body, body humor in yeah. Shakespeare. Uh, you know, Midsummer is just, you know, it's just full of jokes that are, that are filthy. And every now and then we, you know, we take. Shakespeare to high schools or we you know we had like 1500 high school students came and saw midsummer the midsummer you were in and they it, would say yeah oh I can't I can't believe you did that and and, and we would say you know what we we didn't write this like right. <laughs> <laughs> he, he turns into a donkey right and Shakespeare turns him into an ass and you in in and he's an ass and we yeah. all know what that means <laughs> now. And it meant that then. And then there are all of those donkey jokes because 
you know, she falls in love with a donkey and right. then right. there's all the like woman and horse stuff. I, you know, we write this stuff. This is right there. Yeah. And then there's, you know, so much stuff about love and betrayal. And mm-hmm. the reason why people love Shakespeare or is because when you you can still you know i've i've seen midsummer a million times you know not not really a million but a lot right, a lot so why go again you are not going for the plot if you're going to see romeo and juliet you know they die oh god right. spoiler alert they die <laughs> you're not going to a shakespeare play to find out what happens no. you're going to a shakespeare to play to find out how not why. How are they going to do this? Mm-hmm. And I was just mm-hmm. in Chicago. I, 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 uh, during that brief respite from, you know, when we thought COVID might be licked if we were vaccinated, I went right. to Chicago to see Othello. Now, I've seen Othello <laughs> several times. I've never seen a successful, a completely successful Othello. I have mm. to say, it's just, and it's got, man, it is a problematic play. Yeah, you yeah. know, um, but this production of it got really interesting reviews. And instead of, you know, trying to, I don't know, make it a play about love gone wrong, the director and the cast, uh, which was a, a primarily multi ethnic cast, um, decided to go all in on the idea of of why Othello feels like an outsider really mm. um, took on the racism in a mm. way that uh, I hadn't seen a production. I mean, they just, they really went all in on it. Mm. And, um, and they did a lot of really interesting things. And some of them worked, some of them didn't, but um, it was a it was uh really fresh and really new and um mm-hmm. they had people uh it, they had people sitting on sort of in a triangular shape so and they put you know we've had audience on stage before i mean that that that's not an uncommon thing but they basically had there was no stage space they had the oh. audience most of the audience was on stage. There was sort of an X on the stage that the uh, that the actors walked on, and then the uh, then there was a, a a catwalk above that they walked on, and the audience oh, wow. was in swivel chairs because you know they would go oh. behind them, so the audience was swiveling around. Wow. So sometimes when you were swiveling to look, you ended up looking right at another audience member. So you were confronting the, uh, they really wanted you to play with this idea of what does it mean to confront the other? And, um, and, and are you going to move your chair in order to see? So um, it was, it was super super interesting. And, and um, they made. That that goes to your point. You can do Shakespeare's a hundred million different ways. Yeah. And, um, I watched, uh, we were talking about how uh, how earlier, just when we were talking about streaming theater and, you know, what's yeah. been happening with virtual theater. And um, 
there's been a, a lot of innovation just with with filming theater, uh, National Theater Live, you know, the Met, the opera has been doing yeah. a lot of really good filming. Um, PBS did a film of Much Ado About Nothing that was in Shakespeare in the Park this summer. I don't know if you saw it or it, no. it, if it's still there, you should take a look at it. It was yeah. um, really interesting production. It was directed by Kenny Leon and um, all uh, uh, all African-American cast. And it was set right now in Atlanta. Wow. So the whole the Black Lives Matter movement was huge. And the house where it takes place in has it's right before the election. And so there's this huge banner on the house. Uh, and this is, you know, a stage wow. house, right? Uh yeah. it's, that says Stacey Abrams, you know, 2020. And uh, <laughs> um man. and there's all kinds of really contemporary music and and dancing and um and again you know this idea of well we're not just going to cast this as an all-black cast and then pretend like they're not black you know mm -hmm. which which i definitely have been guilty of like okay you know we're just gonna you know colorblind it or whatever which right, is not true right. like because you know of course we're not colorblind so right, that's right. just a ridiculous notion but you know we did embrace that for a while but this production right. from over the summer was just like we are gonna just take this on as a given and then and then go with it and in a lot of ways some people love much ado because it has the beatrice benedict thing right. um it's yeah. never been my favorite, not because of Beatrice and Benedict, but because of the other characters who, um, now I'm forgetting their name, uh, the the young ingenue, somebody starts a rumor that she was with another man. And so her fiance, who she's supposed to marry, totally believes them, doesn't even ask her and totally leaves her and i just that the misogyny the misogyny of that always really bothered me um yeah but again they took it on in such an interesting way and had line readings that were completely different than anything i'd ever seen so um i made my yeah. students watch it and and, <laughs> and talk about it and it was um it got really really great reviews and if it's still on great performances on pbs so it's a film of the play so it's a it's it's not a it's not like the film that just came out of Macbeth with uh Denzel um which is a film of Shakespeare right, right. this was a film of play in production I haven't okay. seen that have you seen that yet no no it's supposed no. to be it has gotten the Macbeth has gotten amazing reviews it's uh Denzel and uh Oh, what's oh, wait, your name? Wait. I yep, I just I just lied to you, Karen. I did start it. Yeah, um, it's the the girl from Fargo. Um Right, right, right. And and uh, I can't remember her name. Um I can't remember and, her name. But either. apparently the person who like steals the show there, uh, of course I'm sure they're wonderful, is uh some British actress who plays all three witches, and apparently she is just like 
I've seen her. That yeah, crazy. freaky, crazy yeah, freaky. Totally, yeah, totally. Yeah, can do amazing. like like contort her body, yeah, her body, whoever that is. It's a man. Yeah. Is uh, it a no, man? it's a woman. It's a woman. Okay, right. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. So in in a, you yeah. know, it's probably it's some famous British actress. You know, it uh, and this is something interesting. You know that is uh, that we the people we know who are actors tend to be people who are movie stars. But you McDermott. can have McDermott. Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, Mary Francis. Yeah. Francis, Francis McDermott. McDermott. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Um, she's, you know, she she has done a lot of stage work, but she didn't become well known until she did a film, you know. But there are people who have long and storied, beautiful, amazing theater careers who who acting careers, who are really, really um, proficient and and have made wonderful careers that, you know, you've never heard of. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I want to say one thing, and when you see tragedy, I want to get your feedback too, but when when it comes to Denzel, I was, and the reason why I stopped watching it, because I was, I wanted to see him be more Shakespearean, you know. Oh. He's just always Denzel, and even his his accent oh. is Denzel. It's not. It's 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 Denzel. Yeah. You know, and and he he's got the words. Yeah. He's got the acting. I'll give him that. But I wanted to see him not be Denzel. You know, I wanted yeah. to see him just really command a Shakespearean. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And 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 I think that you know the actors. It's interesting. I, 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 I think a lot and I try to make the students that I've worked with think a lot about like, who do you love as an actor and why do you love their work? And one of the things that comes out for some people is the, the ability of an actor to be able to basically transmute themselves so that they are different in every role. That when you see right. them in this, that that they have so that they have such a command over their instrument, their body, their voice, and how they use their imagination to embody a character, that 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 they're not like you forget they're Denzel, right? And um, right. And what Denzel has that's really amazing is he just has that presence. Just the bread, you know, right? And right. and 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 I don't know. Like, has he ever done stage work, or is he just a film person? He's done, yeah, no, he's done some stage work. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I don't mean, know his whole on... his. Oh yeah, yeah. I guess you're right. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know his his whole. You know, his yeah. I mean, it's, stuff, it's but it's it's definitely mostly film. But he's he's yeah. dabbled in the theater, and I I think he's he's had some training with it a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um I I I've been listening to um uh John Lithgow just came out with an autobiography. Um mm. he he a lot of people know him from he was in Third Rock from the Sun. Oh yeah. Oh, and yeah. then he was Definitely that really him. creepy guy. He had that really creepy Dexter. role on Dexter. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Yeah. But before he did any of that, he was a uh, 
an amazing Broadway actor for years and years. And he oh, comes from a big theater family. Um, it, it's, a, it's an interesting book, but he talks about, you know, he's worked with hundreds and hundreds of actors, right? Mm. And um, so he, he talks a little bit about like three people that he's worked with that were just so amazing. And he, he tells this great story about how he was doing a staged reading in New York for some play for somebody that, I mean, the play never got done, but because it, it was a reading and uh-huh. it was something that took place in the South. And it was like sort of um, like, like white trash kind of family. And mm. there was this girl he'd never seen before reading and she was kind of skinny and had like lanky blonde hair and this southern accent she gave this reading and she was really really good but she was so much like the character that he said he was thinking did they just go down there and like get somebody from you know Appalachia to do the role and right you know he didn't know who it was and then he said about a year later he was doing a show at Lincoln Center and they were looking and this woman, this young woman, somebody in her 20s walked in and she was, it was a totally different character, totally different things. She was like a leading lady kind of, and he realized as they were starting the rehearsal process that it was the same person. Wow. And yeah. he was like, he couldn't, he couldn't, he, he just, he, he couldn't believe it. And then he said, and then, you know, he gave another exam. And of course it's Meryl Streep. Right. <laughs> of course, of so course. he worked with Meryl Streep before she was famous. Wow. And, wow. you know, he was saying that even before <laughs> she was famous, it was just so clear that she had something that was so profound, some kind of gift that was so yeah. profound that allowed her to um to really change for the character so i'll be anxious yeah. to see oh, yeah. um see you know macbeth is not my favorite play so <laughs> yeah right that, that play is super duper dark and terrible but <laughs> um that's why it's called a tragedy yeah. but yeah but meryl streep is a perfect example she is a woman who can there's roles where I'm like, what? That's Meryl Streep? Yeah. What? Who? Do you see the latest one where she's like the president of the United States? Uh, no, I have to see that. Oh my gosh. She don't just look up. Don't look up. Don't look yeah. up. Don't look up. She, oh my gosh. She so nails it. She looks so beautiful. I mean, it, yeah. She, <laughs> she is, she is an actress who can recreate herself again and again. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so quick before okay, we run yeah. out of time again. Yeah. Here's what I would tell any actor, and it's really true for um, Shakespeare. You have yourself as your instrument. I'm sure you, when you teach and when you work with actors, you you probably this is this is this is what you got. So you mm-hmm. should try and get as much out of your instrument as you can. So that means you know see what your body can do take ballet take you know it take tap you know learn to like it doesn't mean you need to like one of the things that's really nice now that's happening in the theater world or at least on stage 
is that we're 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 embracing all different types of people before before i mean now before we used to be like if you when i went to acting school if you gained too much weight and you were a girl you got kicked out literally oh my goodness seriously yeah, yeah. wow well, because you weren't going to be marketable mm-hmm. and i think that 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 potentially used to be true even though sure. you know it's such a uh yeah it's so hurtful yeah. but now I wouldn't say like, you don't have to be anybody else. You don't have to have a certain type of body or a certain, nope. you don't have to have a certain kind of voice or a certain, you know, what you need to do though, is you need to be able to use what you have. And that means, you know, if, if you can't sing, well, take voice lessons or, or sing some, if you, if you find Shakespeare hard, that which everybody does and spend 15 minutes a day reading plays out loud so that eventually it doesn't sound so foreign but you're you know starting to uh to you know talk in iambic pentameter yourself (laughs) um and (laughs) what i would say is you know Shakespeare requires a really dexterous voice, a really dexterous body, and a heck of an imagination. And if you want to be an amazing Shakespearean actor, you need that. You need to be able to access all of that. And um, I think that's true for any kind of character, any kind of performing. Get, make sure that um, you are taking what you've got and you are you you are able to work with it in in the best way possible. And that's um, so great. That's so much great advice. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, um, yeah. In 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 yeah, you're not going to be right for some roles. You're going to be too tall, too short, too this, too that. Yeah. Um, yeah. but in in. You know, yes, it it is still, you know, theater is still so white centric. It's still so like uh, uh, there's still many yeah, more, say, male roles than female roles. Yep, um, but things are changing and um, you want to be there with the 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 ability to perform the character in the best way that you can. Yep, there it is. I mean, that's the best advice. Yeah, and Shakespeare. Yeah, it's tough, but you can, you can, whew, it, it you is, can bring it. And and you can be employed if you can do Shakespeare. Right. You can, particularly for young people. I I think that you know the ability to be able to to do Shakespeare, to not be afraid of Shakespeare is going to put you a leg up on a lot of other people. I mean, again, look at, look at, so here we have Denzel who could literally do anything. I mean, the man, the man could take on any project, right? Right. What does he do? Shakespeare. Shakespeare. Why? Because it's fun yeah (laughs) it's it's hard and it's fun and you know that's why actors do it so if 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 um and that was that's that's why i've loved it it's hard yeah 
For sure. Let's play our quick game real fast. Okay. Okay. So, uh, this game where we take like four of your favorite whatevers and we okay. put them up against each other and we, we're going to find out your favorite play today. Okay. All right. Shakespeare play. All right. Of course, it may change tomorrow. All right. But, uh, <laughs> so you gave me Richard the Third. Yep. Uh, let's put him against Midsummer Night's Dream. Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh, I can't. I don't know. I can't. Oh, oh my God! Oh my God! No. Uh, oh my God! Okay, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go Midsummer. I'm gonna go Midsummer. Okay. This is like the final four in college. Yeah. Final four. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And Midsummer won just because. Um, because I, I don't think there's anything you want to lose in that play. And there are huge hulking parts of Richard III that I think can go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's some great parts of Richard III. Amazing. Yeah. Bars. Yeah. But there's, there's, there's some stuff in there that's, that is really very contemporary to, you know, the, the 15th century. And, yeah. um, in order to do things success that successfully in the 21st century, if you leave it in there, I think people find it hard to deal with. And sure. most sure. times people cut it. There is, there is hardly anything I would cut in midsummer. All of yeah. it's good. I, and, um, yeah, but oh golly. I mean the language of Richard is just amazing and yeah. the character of Richard. Okay, here also here are just so many more good parts in Midsummer than there is in yeah. Richard. Yeah. There's yeah. Richard and there's the three women in Richard. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Exactly. And you know yeah. they keep killing people in that play, and <laughs> and a lot of times they kill somebody. Richard kills somebody, and you're like, wait, 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 who was that? Like right. you don't even know who that was. They're, he they're, he's yeah. just killing people, and um, yeah. you know, if it was if if you were a 16th century British person watching it, you would know who he killed because that's actually your history. Sure. Whereas we're just like, who was, was that somebody important that died? I don't know. Right, right, right. Um, yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Although don't get me wrong. I do like a good bloodbath. So, you know. Yeah. Right. Of course. Of course. Don't we all. Um, all right. So now we got the other two. Comedy of errors. Mm-hmm. And taming of the shrew. Oh God. Oh God. <laughs> you know what? I'd have to go shrew. And here's why. Shrew. Okay is so much more difficult to deal with. Comedy of Errors <laughs> is just, you know, again, Comedy of Errors is so funny, but it is it is a lot of fluff and stuff. Okay. Um, you really have to, you really have to, in order to make true work, in my mind, in the 21st century, um, you have to, you have to figure out, you gotta, to quote Gypsy, you gotta get a gimmick. 
and yeah. you got to yeah. figure out how to do it. And I, I've done it a couple of times and I think I figured I've, I've done some really interesting stuff. Um, mm-hmm. but, I, but again, that for me, it's just like, it's so interesting. Um, yeah. it's more interesting than, than comedy bears. Yeah. All right. Okay. So now we got the championship. Oh God. <laughs> Midsummer against Drew. Oh, it's got to be Midsummer, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. it just has to. I, you know, the whole, the whole, the the three worlds of Midsummer. You know, the world yeah. of the 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 it's families the and royalty, the fairy world, and the lovers' world. I, you know, yeah. you just, you just can't, you just yeah. can't beat it. No, you know, um, you and. It's one of my favorites. I mean, I yeah. think he 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 put all his he put all his marbles into that one. Oh yeah. Yeah. And and you know he was having a great time. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Midsummer. All right. (laughs) Oh, now I'm like, oh my God, people are going to be like, it should have been Lear. It should have been Tempest. It's like, oh, and you know, Tempest is problematic. I do love Lear, all those women. Okay. Um, Yeah. And, you know, we're not even getting into the histories or the like, um, you know, um, I want to thank you, Sam. This has been a real pleasure. I know um, I'm just so, you know, when I see all the cool work that you're doing and uh, uh, I'm just so happy that you're going to be recording Frederick because we're going to be out of the country and I'm not going to be able to come and see it. And I missed it before. I think it was probably a COVID thing before. And I, um, I, I just, I, I really have a lot of admiration for, people who are out there doing it and bringing it the work you're doing with young people because they are the future like if they don't love theater um not to say anything bad about any of the community theaters around here but some of the larger community theaters if you go and you look around in the audience the the median age is nearly dead and Mm -hmm. we gotta we gotta get young people out there and if you love shakespeare speaking of which i'll 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 promote uh uh shakespeare and love is i think about to open yeah. on, on civic stage civic. and yeah. um, so um so that's kind of they're trying to you know get appeal to to uh Younger. yeah and and that's important and and helping them to develop their 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 skills and their tastes and their sense of aesthetics i mean you're yeah. out there doing that and working in multiple media um congratulations and well, thanks, uh, Karen. thanks karen thanks i mean for I'm a, me. well of course and i mean i really am honest when i say that you know i'm it's all inspired by you you know like oh, you are definitely one of my you. mentors you know and you. and you I taught young how many young people have you taught around the world <laughs> you know well i'm just yeah i'm just got my little pocket here and Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. I'm really lucky. I, I am. I, uh, yeah, I'm super lucky. What, a what it's been, uh, to be able to, to do something I love. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty lucky. So stay healthy. Stay you safe. You too, Karen. You too, Make good art. Thank you so much. (laughs) I will. I will. All righty. 
All right. Well, thank you so much, Karen. And thank you for being a guest twice for me. So appreciate it. Hey, 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 thank you for listening to the Creativatorium Podcast. Again, my name is Sam Prince, and it is my honor to be your host, and thank you so much for listening. I would also be honored if you could leave a review on Apple Podcasts and say some nice things about what you just heard. And definitely please listen every week. We come out every Tuesday. Also, for more information about coaching classes, workshops, and upcoming productions, please check out our website, samber.productions. That's S-A-M-B-E-R dot productions. And you can also subscribe to our newsletter. And remember, all the world's a stage.